You're listening to the Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Why, hello, and welcome back to the Atomic Geeks podcast. This is episode 152. My name is Michael DiGiovanni. I'm now in the captain's chair for this evening, and I'm podcasting under the influence because I'm drinking me a 10W30. Let's see what other movie trail and watching son of a bitches are with me. Oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement. And in my hand, I'm clutching a tall, cold can of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Whenever I'm in the mood to yak about movie trailers on the internet, my favorite beer to drink is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Well, hello, guys. It's Andrew Bloom calling in from London. I'm in my basement, and I'm drinking a lovely tall can of Cronenberg 1664. It's really old, but it's still good. Now, you might be a little confused why you're hearing my voice as the host of this week this and you thought it was supposed to be one mr michael downs but unfortunately downs has fallen ill so i've had to step in in his place so we wish uh michael a quick recovery and uh hope our geek in arms will be able to return us next week for another thrilling episode of the atomic geek so for tonight's episode it's going to be a three-way dance can't really make any jokes now that you've mentioned that. Now that, except for what? What's that about Downs? What? Now I feel bad making jokes about him falling ill. I know he falls into a lot of things this time. Well, Ill. well before he fell ill, what a jerk! <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about Downs from like three days ago, that guy's a friggin' bastard. Holy shit! What a breath of fresh air! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, but seriously, uh, Downs, I uh, hope you feel better, and uh, there you go. <laughs> well, that was a nice recovery, Christian. <laughs> and so let's, talking about recoveries, let's try to bounce out of this awkward conversation and talk about a little geek news. Geek news. Geek news. Well, 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 I've decided to bring some uh, geek news this week, and the geek news is this. Uh, apparently, a movie is being redone, but it's also a sequel. You might call it a rebootquel, according to the internet. Uh, they're making another vacation movie, uh, but the twist on this is that instead of the adventures of Clark Griswold, we're looking at the, the fantastic new adventures of Rusty Griswold and his family going on vacation. And I wondered what you guys thought about this and the, you know, the reboot quill thing itself. Isn't this like the 18th character person to play Rusty the character? Like even in the regular movies, Rusty didn't even stay the same person. Rusty. No, like the the first Rusty was what friggin' uh, Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall, and then it was Clark, ugly Klaus. Kid. <laughs> Who? It was Ugly Kid uh, Smith. Ugly Kid Four. <laughs> Yeah, I, my favorite was Anthony Michael Hall, but yeah, his the, the, for some reason I don't know what with these actors were such holdouts or divas that they were demanding such money. They always had to recast the kids, which was which was strange. But I, I don't know if you've heard the casting rumor for adult Rusty is they're looking at Hangover and the Office star Ed Helms potentially to play Rusty. I like him. I, I, that's not such a bad idea, actually. <laughs> I like him. 
You know, it's uh, it's funny that you mentioned. I like that term that you came up with, the reboot quill. But it's this is just a sequel. I don't know why they're calling it technically a reboot. I mean, it's a sequel, and they're just re-energizing and bringing yeah. back to you know, the the, well, the franchise. Yeah, they're yeah, just doing that, it. Like, it, but still, the re-energizing in its own kind of sense is still kind of a reboot. No, a reboot would be they went back and cra- casted Clark Giz- Griswold and did the whole first one again. Oh, maybe they should call it a recharge quell. That's better. A recharge quell. So uh, I'll contact the Hollywood reporter about that. But I, I mean, I don't really have any problems with this. I'd have a little bit more problems if they tried to remake that original vacation, which is almost one of my, like a perfect comedy. That's a friggin' great movie. Uh, but this, I'm really not surprised. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it took them this long to do it. And if they put Ed Helms and the right People, I mean, by that I mean writers. If you get some people that either write for Community or The Office or I don't know some of the cronies that worked on Hangover, yeah. Other- apparently, apparently the, the the jerks that are writing this movie are the same guys who worked on the movie Horrible Bosses. Actually, that movie was pretty funny. I only saw like a half an hour of it, so yeah. but that part was pretty good. <laughs> But, yeah, this is great reporting we're doing here. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Top-notch stuff by the Atomic Geeks. Look out, ABC. Downs. Yeah, too, da- too bad Downs has fallen ill. But uh, I, I, I'm not really surprised, shocked. I, I really have no strong opinion about this. Or I hope excited. it's Yeah, say, exactly, Bloom. Like, I, I hope it's okay. I, I, I'm sure there will be an audience for this, and I'm guessing Chevy Chase and – will make, and Beverly D'Angelo will make cameos. Well, the first one was great. That's a classic. Christmas, vaca- vaca- Christmas Vacation was really I, good. I, 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 let me finish no, my I'm, fucking sentence no, for crying no, out loud. No. So, uh, yeah, the first Vacation classic. Second one, it had its moments, but I wasn't thinking, I didn't think it was that great. Friggin' uh, Christmas Vacation, that is a classic. That, that is, I'll watch that every Christmas. That fucking movie is hilarious. And Vegas Vacation, I think we saw that in the theater. Terrible. <laughs> no thanks. Horrible. No thanks for crying out loud. Except for that part where they go to the casino where they play all those stupid games, like, you know, what number am I thinking in? Rock, paper, scissors and stuff. That was kind of funny. But other than that, horrible. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird series. Well, actually, talking about weird series, it goes on from there. They actually did a I think it was a made-for-TV or direct-to-DVD sequel to The Christmas Vacation, which is Cousin Eddie and oh his God. family's uh, Christmas Vacation, which I've never seen, but I think I've caught on television. They try to air that now around Christmas as well, and that's even worse than the Vegas well, one. Yeah, and the Uncle Uncle Bob's uh, Easter Vacation is terrible. Don't even talk to me about that one. Jesus. No, but this, I, I hope, I've got hopes that it'll be okay. They'll probably smut it up and make it be a little bit more edgier and uh, risque, which maybe isn't a problem. But, I, I, I mean, I don't find this sacred ground. Christian, do you find this like, how dare they go on this hallowed ground? No, I'm glad you asked me that because I really don't feel like, ugh, God. I mean, like, I don't feel any kind of like, oh, they're they're ripping the, the very soul of my childhood out of me or something like that. It's like... Sure, remake this movie. My only thought is that, I don't know, just all these friggin' adult, you know, this whole friggin' trend of like more like more uh, adult comedies and shit like that, they really don't have to go to that extreme. Like I'm talking like your hangovers and your hangover too, you know what I mean? Just concentrate on making it funny and not making it fucking like, you know, restricted for crying out loud. Yeah, that tends to be uh, the issue where crude is the new hotness for comedy. I hope this at least 
tries to honor the John Hughes uh, slash National Lampoon's uh, era of comedy, maybe it'll be a good thing. We'll have to wait and see. But let's take absolutely no segue. Well, maybe there's sort of a subconscious segue there because we were talking about an upcoming movie. And let's get into tonight's topic, which is one of our franchise topics. We're doing some trailer talk. That's where we talk about some upcoming movie trailers. So we talk, review, and pretty much just chew on uh, a list of tr- movie trailers from some, some movies that are coming out imminently or not for a long time. And I think we've got a pretty damn good list. I'm really excited to talk about these ones. We, I, I will thank uh, our brother, in geek Mike Downs for compiling this list. So we're going to honor this list and talk about them now. So let's get right into it, fellas. The first trailer that we are going to talk about is a sequel and it's called wrath of the Titans. This is the sequel to the remake reboot reboot quill of uh re no, no reboot <laughs> cake. Remake quill reboot cake. I think is the, the boot uh, cake. <laughs> yes, the reboot cake clash of the Titans that came out just a few years ago. So all of the, the primary actors are back. Avatar face, Liam Neeson. And I think I saw Ray Fiennes in a wig, but guys, what do we think about wrath of the Titans? Andrew, what are your thoughts? Well, well, doing homework for this, I thought he meant trailers to go camping in. So I've been studying those for a while. Uh, <laughs> then, realized... wait, hold on, I'm trying to hold back the laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! We've never used that in any of our trailer talks before. <laughs> uh, we haven't. I don't think. Anyway, uh, but I'm um, I can't. You know, I'm a sucker for these. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan when they use. Uh, uh, popular pop culture music in it because I believe this one, if I'm not mistaken, has the Marilyn Manson version of Sweet Dreams. Um, am I incorrect? No, you're correct. Oh. But the thing is about this though is that, you know, Marilyn Manson has always been an avid fan of Greek mythology. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, that was much better than my joke. Um, so I, I kind of like this. I, I like the idea of these. I, I found Wrath of the Titans, the first one to be a little bit lackluster i was a little bit disappointed in it um i have hopes for this one looks like there's going to be action uh like they always are but i think it's i i don't i don't know it's a high action trailer it looks okay what about you christian well i I watched this trailer and um i I remember seeing the uh the original trailer i didn't see the movie i saw that trailer and now that i've seen the sequel to that trailer (laughs) uh, the one thing that stuck in my head is a boy oh boy let me tell you in this movie, it looks like, and not to sound too stupid, but Perseus does a heck of a lot of monster fighting in this one. It seems like, it looks like, based on this trailer, he ain't got time to talk because monsters are trying to kick his ass all over the place, for crying out loud. <laughs> they always do that jumping, too. He's that's always exactly jumping, <laughs> arms at 90 degrees, pointing up, legs spread like he's a, a spider or something, going, like those huge, long jumps. Like he's doing a belly flop on a monster's head. Oh, you're right. At least two of those in that trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's always the jumping with the the sword joust now too, eh? Yeah, or the, the, uh, the it's like the Superman punch holding a sword, or exactly. the high cross body, like yeah. uh, Jim Powers. Well, I, I I agree with you, Andrew, in the fact that Clash of the Titans was 
kind of unmemorable. The, the, the first film, uh, I think that came out maybe two years ago, but I will say, I think this for a trailer is fucking dynamite. I'm act, I'm surprised you especially bloom because you're a fantasy buff yes. that you didn't like this as much as no, you did. I, like, I'm, I do. And, and you know what? I got a little off talking about trailers. Uh, I know this is trailer talk thinking about what I'm going to think about the movie and I'm hesitant. As a trailer, like you said, D, I, I agree. This looks pretty fucking decent. Oh, I think it's better than decent. I mean, this looks better than the original. I thought that first uh, trailer, if you know what the one that Christian saw, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> he didn't see the movie, but he saw that trailer was a well cut trailer. But this looks pretty awesome. I mean, it, the thing that jumped to mind with me is the uh, the uh, game series God of War. Like the some of the the titans using air quotes that that he's fighting. I mean, there's that gigantic like mountain of a man, like mountain creature the that's Cyclops. on that's on fire though. Like the oh that one oh at the end right. Holy right. crap! Like the the Cyclops the the there's those guys that almost like the meteorites that shoot down to the ground and then those they break cool. and the guys r- come rolling out of it and start the, running like it's like the two headed bodies and they spin. The Siamese twin guys. Yeah. Like, they both got swords and they're spinning around, cutting guys up for crying. Like, out. this is pretty much bubblegum for your eyes. Now, is it going to make a great <laughs> movie? I'm not so sure, but for visuals, fuck me. This is pretty awesome. Like, it, I, I, I liked everything I saw in it. I mean, it could have, it reminded me a little bit of a video game spot, but. Wow. Now, how the, how the hell is Perseus going to defeat that lava mountain man at the end for crying out? That's going to take one pretty big jump, if you ask me. <laughs> well, if you watched the first film beyond the trailer, he fought a gigantic kraken in that one, and he somehow found a way as well. So. Did he, did he jump on him? Yeah, there was that. Jumping. He was, yeah, there was, I think it was more like climbing with just a little bit of quick bursts of, uh, <laughs> See, you know, if there's going to be a lot of jumping in this movie, I might make an effort to try and see it for crying out loud. So, so far, I'm interested. I hope you like slow motion jumping because there's that in spades, my friend. That in spades. But yeah, I, 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 I'm assuming that this will be successful. It looks like more of the same. It'll be interesting though too because they had to use the blueprint of the Clash of the Titans story. That other one stayed pretty close in theme to the original from the 70s or 80s. This is a brand new story. So yeah. that either is going to give them the freedom, to, uh, the writers, to kind of craft up something a little bit cooler, or it could be a complete clusterfuck. But for visuals, thumbs up for me. Uh, who Who is that uh, healthier uh, Portia de Rossi friggin' lookalike uh, piece of blonde business in this movie? That is uh, Morcia de Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might know who it was. Yeah. You always know who all the people well, are. It's a, there's a couple that. of girls in this that are attractive. There's Rosamund Pike, who I have no idea, but Lily James, you might be talking about. Uh, you don't. You don't know who I'm talking. That's I'm the talking thing. About the... No one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> I was hoping someone would know. The girl, the woman. <laughs> yeah, she's a blonde girl with the sword that goes. Ah, get him, Perseus. Christian, how comfortable are you in letting us know? Do you think she's one of the Titans? That's uh, that is Rosamund Pike, the Titan. Is she a Titan? The girl, yeah. Like, well, the picture that has her, I, the I'm just the I'm guessing guy? what he's talking about. No, I think she's a good guy because it shows him almost kissing her, and then the, she's wearing uh, armor, which is more than just a bra. So that's she's not a Titan. Well, see, I haven't seen the oh, first I movie, know. so what? That's what so the Titan. 
Titans are the bad guys. Like Titans are the god people or whatever the heck they are. Well, I would think they're if they're wrathing, they're the bad guys. Well, but the first one, their Titans were clashing. Were there either good Titans fighting bad Titans in the first one? Oh well, god. the name is a bit misleading because they're almost more like gods in that other mm-hmm. one. Titans appear to be these like demigods from the uh, the netherworld or something, from what I understand. We're very up uh, on our mythology, but yeah, those Titans are the big climbing. Uh, dudes who are made of earth or lava or those things. Those are titans. They're massive, huge. I love that oh, they're big, climby dudes. Climby dudes. <laughs> well, because we have... it does get you back to thinking of that God of War 3 where you're climbing on titans' backs and everything like that, which is a fucking awesome video game, by the way. Yeah, it's um, so good. Anyways, Rosamund Pike. She's, she... she is uh, a little piece of business there, I think. She's very attractive. Titan... To be determined. <laughs> Whether or not you can well, climb her, I think, we will find out. I think one way or another, though, I think Perseus is going to jump on her, Titan or not. <laughs> if you know what I mean. All right. I think we've buried that one into the proverbial netherworld. Let's move on to our next trailer. And this one's a little different. And maybe also the same in some ways. Let's find out. Uh, the next trailer is Pixar's next release. It's a film called Brave. The trailer that we are going to be discussing here is almost kind of like a featurette. It's almost an extended scene from the film. Fellas, what did we think of Brave? Christian. Well, I watched both i mean if anybody's listening to this podcast fuck take another two minutes and watch both for crying out loud i watched both too <laughs> and i remember seeing the teaser for this and i tell you i remember watching the teaser and going to my saying to myself "Ooh, is this where friggin uh pixar drops the friggin hockey puck in the toilet for crying out loud and i because i didn't know where this was going and then i saw the other two trailers and I thought, oh this is much better than i thought you know, it's a, it seems like a really kind of like it's a great, uh, you know, kind of a Braveheart-ish, obviously, scenario, so to speak. It looks like very colorful characters with a very positive uh, hero character. But uh, the whole look of the movie, I, 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 I like the look of it. I'm very, very keen on seeing this uh, ventures of the, the cutest, toughest redhead in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised so- you went Braveheart and not Robin Hood. With all the bow and arrow stuff in this. No, because Braveheart is, because it's all the friggin' about the friggin' ach and nech and ich and och, you know what I mean? Uh, the and, there's, and there's one of the, yeah, it's exactly, and one of the friggin' dudes there's painted up like friggin' Braveheart. There's kilts in it, for Christ's sakes. I think you're both right, somewhat, in your, uh, in your analogies. Braveheart. To, to basically go back to what Christian was saying, all of these trailers are available on Apple or uh, Yahoo Movies. So get out there or YouTube for that matter and look at these trailers. I'm sure you, yeah, you might you might have heard of any of those three websites. websites I have. <laughs> but the uh, what this is is Brave features a Pixar's first time that there is a female character as the lead. That's the yeah. red-headed vixen that uh, Christian was alluding to there. Andrew, uh, what are your thoughts on this trailer? Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mimic a little bit what Christian said. I, I watched both trailers. The first one, just a regular trailer, and and I still thought it was decent, but it, it didn't really get me excited about it. And I like uh, animated films. Like I am an animated film nut. And then I watched the featurette, like you were saying. This looks really good. I was like, 
okay, I'm now interested in this. Although the featurette doesn't really tell you what happens in the story, it does a pretty decent job of getting you somewhat interested in the main character. Um, what's her, Princess Merida? Merida? I don't know. Oh, you know her name? I, I don't know. No. I actually know who it's playing, to, uh, playing it, too, that Kelly McDonald, she was in uh, Boardwalk Empire, or in Boardwalk Empire, she plays uh, an Irish woman, not a Scot, and uh, she's kind of cute, e-pants. But anyways, um, I like it. I think it looks good. Like, it, I don't like women. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just, I'm not sure whether or not it's going to be top of my list to go see, but it definitely, after watching that, I'm more interested. Yeah, it's, I, I love the Pixar stuff. We've talked about them. We've, uh, you know, waxed poetic of how great of a, uh, studio that they are. This to me, uh, the, the trailers that I've seen, I think look really nice. The character design is phenomenal. I think, yeah. I, I think Christian touched on this in that featurette. I could just, you know, pause it and look at the faces of some of these guys. Yeah. The, the big brooding heavy set, uh, a warrior and then the, the king and the people in the background. I love the look of all these, of these warriors, Scots, whoever, uh, whatever, you know, maybe we're bastard. Maybe we've got it way wrong. Maybe they're fictitious for all we know, this land that they're from, but they look like they're Scottish. But anyways, I, I like that. I'm not blown away yet by any of the, the footage I've seen. I think it looks cute. I, uh, and the, the story, yeah, you're right, Boom, they haven't really let out too much, but this is really a, a woman kind of breaking the shackles of, hey, I, you know, I'm gonna go out and do my own thing and I'm not gonna be held down because I'm a woman. That is a positive message for sure, but I think I kinda know where the story will go in certain aspects. Well, from what I've read about this, it's a little bit darker than things that usually uh, Disney or Pixar put out. Um, it's not just the fact that this happens. and It kind of is like the fairy tale stuff where she does something a little bit. Uh, she breaks, kind of breaks a rule and releases some evil into the land and she needs to help solve the problem. So it's not like it's not a formula, but it just it, it, reading a little bit makes me a little more excited, too, because it's. It is supposed to be a little bit darker, maybe a little bit older audience than uh, the Wii ones. Well, yeah, Pixar tends to do that, that they aim stuff closer to adults, you know, with Up and even WALL-E for somewhat. You know, that idea, though, going back to the, the woman empowerment, and I see where they're going with this, that is becoming kind of a trope, though, especially in these, you know, sword and sorcery for lack of better words films that i mean they even do this in game of thrones where a little girl uh, a younger girl is excellent marksman or a great swords uh, swordsman and she she has to hide and enter a contest it's don't you guys find that that is done a lot in movies like for me i'm thinking i'm getting a little wait wait a minute did you just spoil game of thrones for me yeah. <laughs> like did you just go into season there, two here yeah i haven't seen game of thrones is there a little girl in there there is a little trying? girl but i don't remember uh, her having to enter this thing i wish you would if you know no, something. well she didn't have to enter anything but you know there's a little girl and the, the his daughter yes. that likes playing with swords like she's that's a good what I'm, archer yeah that, it, that's what i'm saying that's, that's done a lot that's why this story i'm kind of like uh, I don't know. Is it is it done a lot? I mean, can you pull I, out? It's some... done more than it was, and I think um, 
Well, the Princess and the Frog was the last animated one that sort of had a no, but, female but, lead. But I mean, Ariel, what's her name? What was that called? Little Mermaid. No, but I'm not talking about. But, I'm, forget about female leads. I have no problem with that. It, it's the story of the. I, I, I'm a warrior. I'm good. Oh, yeah, the girl who's just as good as a just boy. Just as good as a I'll boy at the swords. And like, I knew immediately that she was going to jump down and be better at ev- at archery, yeah. better than every yeah. fucking person. She was going to split the arrow. Like that was well, that was yeah, so that was it, yeah, awesome. it, it was obvious. But it's one of those things. Like, I don't know. Are we just kind of sick of seeing it because it's a thing, or should we just get used to it because that's the way it should be? Yeah, because I'll admit that that kind of storyline is familiar, but I can't think off the top of my head of pulling out something that that basically makes me think of that. I I don't know. I mean, sometimes a little bit of comfortability with a different kind of storyline is okay in my book. Well, in a way, but there's to me to play devil's advocate, uh, my favorite of all the advocates is why not just let her be a good warrior? Like, why do we have to do the story of Oh, because she's a girl, she's not allowed to, her mother and father won't let her do it, and then she has to prove them wrong and pull her hair back and, you know, and wear a cloak and disguise. Yeah. Like, the, I well, feel, it would be I much of a story if she was like, I'm going to do this. Okay. Yeah, but you could, but my, I guess my point is, is that I guess off the top of my head now, I can't think of exact movies, but there have been a lot that have employed that storyline, that like, that, that woman idea having to, you know, be as good as a boy, but she just doesn't get the chance to prove it sort of shit. Yeah. Um, I see. So, like, in these modern times, it basically it should be so, like, she's a girl, she's good at it, there's no surprise there. Like, the whole idea of I that think that's, girl, but that's how surprising a girl could be at doing that guy stuff is kind of... It, yeah, but if the, movie, if the movie was modern times, then I don't think it would be a surprise because it's set back in 1600s or whatever you want to say, then it is a surprising thing and that's just the way times were but like dj was saying do we really need another movie going okay we're doing this again good luck but well then maybe we will hopefully in the future when in like you know a hundred years from now when they make mrs braveheart that uh you know 2200 they'll will be happy <laughs> maybe pixar will do that and we'll review it on episode <laughs> 1012 of the, the theaters podcast. Yeah. Mrs. Braveheart. <laughs> What's Cliff Clavin's name? R- Ratzenberger? John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. This will be his 13th Pixar film, and they, they're calling him, like, the good luck charm because he's been in everything, and everything does very well. Oh, so, yeah, he's been, uh, he's been in all of them. Yeah, yeah and right. he's yeah. Uh, sort of an unknown small character part in this, but they, they haven't released sort of who he is, but they're saying, he's in it, our good luck charm's in this thing. Wow, I didn't know... I, I, the only one I really place him off the top of my head is is Toy Story. I didn't realize he was in all of the one the films. That's an yeah. interesting bit of in trivia. In Monsters Inc., he plays the Abominable Snowman. In Cars, he plays Mac the Truck. I think he plays a car. No, he plays Mac Truck. Like friggin' the uh, okay, and <laughs> and I do not know what other ones he plays a part. Like I'm not sure Bugs. You'd life, have to what, go and yeah, you'd have to go and see what. But those are the ones I know off the top of my head. Well, that's there neat. was one where he was a mailman and went to a bar. You know what's funny? John Ratzenberg, one of the roles, actually, do you remember him playing after watching the movie again years Empire later? Empire Strikes is, Back. 
No, Superman, uh, the first one, he's one of the friggin' guys at the missile launch friggin' station or whatever, tracking the missiles or something like that. You're right. I remember that. You're totally... Yeah, he- and he is in Empire Strikes Back, he's in, too. He's on Hoth. He's one of the soldiers. He is? Hoth. Yes. He's in that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Look he's, at that. Uh, if you watch it closely, he's drinking a beer. He's got a huge mustache. Like you can totally see it's yeah. him. And I think he yeah. yells something. That's it. Yeah, yeah. A big, a big can of uh, 1664 Hoth Ale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, went on a strange tangent there, but that's brave coming from Pixar. Let's move on to our next trailer, and this one is a documentary, and it's from Morgan Spurlock. It is. Comic-Con. Andrew, what are your thoughts? Uh, I thought this was kind of a cool little trailer. I don't know. For me, I'm not like, oh, i got to see this right away. But I'm definitely kind of like, this is kind of cool. They have some neat uh, people that they talk to. Uh, you know, I had interviews with um, Kevin, what's-his-face, Chubb McFace, Smith. <laughs> don't remember and, his uh, name. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm reading off the internet. Here we go. Um, his last name is... I said Smith already. Smith. I know. It's really hard. I'm playing the part of Mike Downs tonight, please. I'm uh, drinking my Triple D, and that's that guy with the face. Um, I thought this was kind of neat. I, I, I liked it. And especially having the experience uh, of going to Comic Cons, I think this is interesting. And you kind of look at it and go, I want to see these crazy weirdos uh, at Comic Con and how they portray it in this documentary. Yeah, I'm... I'm- I'm very excited. When I heard that they were making this, because, you know, Morgan Spurlock has made documentaries before, and let's be, I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of them, but I really want to see at least one of them. Um, but the very fact they actually made a, 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 rep, a fairly reputable documentary, made a documentary about experiences at Comic-Con, specifically the San Diego Comic-Con, um, color me interested, because I don't know one way or another if I'm ever going to get there, but at least maybe I could watch this uh, documentary and hopefully live vicariously through these people's experiences to a certain degree. Yeah, and it's he's got some interesting creative partners in this. Stan Lee and Joss Whedon are producers slash executive producers of this film, so he's got some geek cred, if you will. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this. Apparently this is the first time anyone has had access to really cover, uh, the San Diego Comic Con in, in detail. So they're, they're, they've never been able to kind of go in there and cover it beyond sort of just like news sources. So I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, you, you mentioned Morgan Spurlock, Christian. I've seen a couple of his documentaries. His most famous one is Super Size Me. Yeah. Uh, me and the wife tried on Netflix to watch his The Greatest Movie, movie Ever Sold. I ever Sold. Oh, yeah. I've got that marked down to watch. I, watch I did not like it. That I wasn't, turned, you know what? That wasn't that great. I, I, I agree turned with you, it Mike. Off. I, wa- I turned I, it off. Yeah, I watched it, but it was, he really didn't do the documentary job in this. Like, the whole point is, is he wanted to get his movie, the greatest movie ever sold, paid for by advertisers. And the point was he was doing a movie or a documentary about advertising in movies. Kind of a neat little concept, but he didn't expose anything at all because he had to be so careful with all of his, uh, all, all of his sponsors. Uh. So basically, he he was more concerned about getting money to make the movie, but not that was the whole the that was the whole thing. Is it, it just showed him trying to get sponsors for his yeah. movie on paper? What the way Andrew described that, it's a great idea. But then as I was watching it, it's 
almost so self-serving in the sense that you just see him being filmed walking around and pitching advertisers to be sponsors of his film. I was kind of like, what is this about? Like, this isn't about anything. So I, I actually turned it off. And the, but the one thing from this Comic Con trailer to digress that I think I like, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe the film's going to be different, is there's not a single shot of Morgan Spurlock in <laughs> yeah, it because exactly. <laughs> he is the type of documentary uh, documentarian, I should say, who's like Michael Moore. He's clearly a Michael Moore mark in the sense that. He wants to get himself over like he he hit uh, supersize me and all of his other films. It's the camera starring following him. him. It's yeah. starring him on camera. Th- to me, Comic-Con has nothing to do with Morgan Spurlock. He should be the director covering it. It's more interesting to follow these, uh, you know, this uh, this geek and this aspiring artist and this cosplayer and interviewing people like Seth Rogen and whatnot. He does not need to be in it, and from this trailer, it looks like he might not be. I'm really excited. Uh, first of all, I don't. I, I'm assuming this is not going to be a, a really wide theatrical release. I think this will be on friggin' Blu-ray or DVD sooner than we think. I'm assuming. Um, I'm really hoping. I'm looking forward to some of the extras, like not just the movie. I, I can. I can only imagine he's got a ton of extra shit that'll be totally interesting as well. At least I hope. Well, yeah. I heard. I was actually heard. Uh, something interesting they're trying to do it as wide as release as possible and at the time of this recording uh it's going to be hitting theaters i think april 1st or april 2nd 2012 and every city that they go to they're doing this initial launch idea let's say that when they go to new york or they go to la or chicago or hopefully toronto that they're going to come and when they're screening the film they're going to put on a mini comic con so they're going to have people dressed up in cosplay. They're going to have people selling shit like uh, merchandise tables. They're going to have people that you can go show your art off to. So all they're going to have mini comic cons in honor of the screenings of these movies. And they're doing that across the country for every for the rollout of this movie, which is really kind of neat. That's but, kind of cool. but you're right, Christian, this documentaries, they don't get that wide release. It'll probably be on available on demand and Blu-ray as soon as possible. And I'm pretty excited. I, uh, this is the type of content that we all love uh, from the looks of it. It looks pretty fun. I, I mean, I, uh, I'm all for this. I think one of the more interesting characters, it seems to me, I, I'm more curious about uh, the artist guy. I mean, whatever the costume girl. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I'm more interested in that collector dude. Cause look, he's like in the trailer. It shows he's all fucking like jazzed all the hell. Fucking open that door. I want to get in there, run in there, and get that shit right now. I, I, I cannot leave this convention if I don't get these figures. He seems like the most interesting friggin' bit of business in this movie. Or at least the craziest, which is... Which no, but like someone who's of a, a passion. Like this guy's like, obviously, he's, he knows he's planned. He's ready to go. He's, his wife yeah. hates what he does, but he does it anyway. But the, point, like, but the point of these documentaries, too, is to expose the slightly crazy side of people for these things. So it's not going... This guy's great and he's exciting. It's kind of, I think, like uh, hopefully not too much going, my God, this guy is insane, uh, obsessed with figures. I, I, Andrew, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I don't think oh. exposing crazy is necessarily, I think it's showing people of the, 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 
the role of a documentary is to show people different slices of life. And these people are that. This is a, a very compulsive, uh, you know, passionate, as Christian said, collector. And that's something that a lot of people aren't aware about. Like, you know, or yeah. maybe don't have that. I don't think it's trying to expose the, uh, these people are crazy. No, because no. They and what I said, this. and what I said, if you were listening was, like, I'm hoping it's not making fun of these people or anything, but they're not going to pick an average collector and just go, here's this guy. He he collects some stuff sometimes, kind of goes to Comic-Con. No, they pick the most, uh, you know, the biggest collector, the most outrageous or the, you know, there has to be a story. There has to be some interest. Like, that's why. I know. That's I think that's the coolest thing about it. I mean, this obviously, I mean, it, it was one of us going. If I find it, whatever. If not, I'll just get twenty-five cent trades for crying out loud. Blah blah blah. But this guy's like, he's got a fucking goal, man. Yeah, he's driven. He's got a little bit of crazy. I, I mean, you can disagree, but I'm, I'm just saying that. And the, the, oh, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I agree, he's crazy. I look forward to seeing him get crazy. Yeah, I agree with what you were saying before. Morgan Spurlock is is pretty good on camera, but it's he's just like the greatest documentary document guy ever sold. Like, he just tries so well, hard to put himself... Not up. really. He's had one really good documentary, apparently. But that's that the point, very- is he sells himself, not the not his movie as mm. much. And that's what we don't need him walking around going, I love comics. Have you ever been to a place like this? Welcome to comic... Like, he, you don't need... Or, or, or- or he starts introducing it like, well, I've never collected comic books myself, never understood them, but let me tell you. You know, it's like, good. I think it's like, the, to your point, that the the human story, the fascinating pieces of this are going to be the people that they're going to follow who who frequent these sort of comic cons. And just the cover and the perspective of the Hollywood types that, that fr- also now are a part of it. It's just the marriage of those quote unquote, as Andrew said, these kind of crazy fans with these Hollywood elite, that's what makes Comic Con so special. So I, I, I'm for one, and I think the fellows are, are pretty excited about that. So let's move on to our next trailer. And this one is kind of interesting. Get a load of this title. This sets the whole fucking thing up. The next trailer is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. This comes from, this comes from producer Tim Burton, who else? And director of Wanted, Timber Sumner Rubbly And <laughs> so Beckman Betkoff. Christian, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. What you think? First of all, thank God. I don't know and even before talk about the trailer, that they made this movie. You know what I mean? This is just in my head. Why not make fucking movies like this, right? Fucking movies are supposed to be like crazy, out-of-this-world stories. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, crazy. That is a movie in itself that's be waiting to be fucking made. Thank God they've made it. And I watched this trailer, and I was blown away by the production values of this friggin' movie. And first of all, just laughing to myself as I'm watching Abraham Lincoln kinking ass all over the place, jumping in slow motion, flinging an axe around, and say to myself, you know what, this makes me very happy, and I look forward to watching it eventually on Blu-ray or DVD. <laughs> it's obviously not one that you're going to want to see in the trailer, but or in the theater. This was this was really a pretty decent uh, trailer, and, and when you think of this, Christian, I, I agree with you 100%. This is, this is, I'm not going to say this is what movies were about, but this is that crazy that 
you don't get to see very often. And when you do get to see it, it's usually a low budget slasher film that's kind of weird. And that's, that's what you'd expect from a title like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, that it would just be guts and gore and, you know, it's $25,000 budget. This has a pretty decent budget. It has some pretty good looking action. And it's got Abraham Lincoln fighting vampires. I mean, what's not to see about this movie? Awesome. Yeah. This is like a glorified B movie and they're, and they are expecting people. There is no fucking way the producers, directors, anyone that worked on this, when this trailer hits theaters and people are watching it, they want people to go, come on. Like that, there's no other reaction to that title of that movie. Like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That puts you in the frame of mind to know what you're getting into. You're either going to love this or you're going to be like stupid. And the people that are going to love it, I think are going to love it a lot. It looks pretty goddamn fun. It relishes in its zaniness, but it plays it pretty straight. Like I, Christian, I'm echoing what you're saying. That fucking Abraham Lincoln, while this, all this crazy action's happening, we're kind of, it's intercut where he's giving this very morose and serious speech, you know, that an Abraham Lincoln sort of type of speech. And it's just like, this is, they're taking, they're playing this so serious. It's just, it's, it's mad, you know? It drives me crazy, and it's just it just drives me crazy with, with excitement because it's like, first of all, I, I want to see Abraham Lincoln contending with the the political steps he has to make to free the slaves, but at the same time, when everyone else goes to bed, jump out there and fucking slash up fucking Draculas all over the You're place. You're free, but help me kill these vampires first. Oh my god! It's just you know using the underground railroad to freaking I don't know find vampires for crying out loud. It's just there's fucking my mind is boggling with what they could be doing with this thing. I love the fact that it, it seems like his weapon of choice is going to be a regular axe. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it just it just it, there are some scenes in this where I look and go, that's pretty fucking cool. Like where they're throwing people and he's kicking and flipping around stuff. I'm like, I can accept the young Abraham Lincoln kicked ass. Uh, I'm okay with this. Like that scene at the end of the trailer, that's, that's, you know, easily, that's him during a training montage, freaking chopping the shit out of trees all day long just to get his axe handling skills down to kill the fucking undead later on. It's one of those things where you're just like, you can't believe that they're doing it, but thank the gods that they did. Like, I know. It, like, it's who, just who greenlit this shit? <laughs> I don't know. It, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's based on a novel. I think I, it's either. I, I want. There's a whole series. There's a whole kind of like a new wave of all these novels that essentially take classic uh, literature and basically infuse you know monster like things in them like freaking uh, zombies yeah exactly zombies and vampires and all that kind of shit yeah. and i think that's awesome it's like this is that postmodern movie making it's we're at a point where we've seen everything so let's go fucking gonzo with this like this is not going to win an oscar no one has got it. You cannot take this seriously. This, this time next year, I can't believe it won five Oscars. <laughs> well, it's just it's it's uh, that's to your point. This is the the heart of of movie making where you should just balls to the wall and go out there and try to do something different because different yeah. this is. It, it takes like the concept of Air Force One and this fucking catapults it into outer fucking space. I think it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, and Tim Burr the. Uh, the director, 
he he made some films, uh, uh, European films uh, that obviously I don't think a lot of people uh, this side of the world, North America, saw, but wanted a lot of people saw. And he knows his way around action. There's no question about that. And as the fellows have mentioned, the visuals in this thing they kick ass. There's a really nice train uh, sequence. It's it's got a big budget, but it's just. Tim Burton is obviously the guy that found this property and went, this should probably be made. Like, and I, and I applaud Tim Burton for just his eccentricness in doing it. And that because he was involved, obviously they got a big goddamn budget. I don't recognize any actor in it, but who gives a shit? I don't recognize any of the names in the credits at all. <laughs> but it's like, who cares? The character Abraham Lincoln is, they got a guy that, Kind of looks like him and, and, and makeup and shit, and that's good enough for me. Four score 20 years ago, I'm going to kill me some fucking vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, man, like the possibility, if this thing is a hit, good Lord, we're in for some good times ahead. Please let it be a hit, <laughs> for crying let out loud. Let it be awesome. I want to see fucking Benjamin Franklin killing zombies, for crying out loud. <laughs> Franklin Edison zombie killers. You know? <laughs> that is amazing, man. Like, yeah, it, th- this is just pure geek bliss. This trailer. Is it stupid? Yeah, but come on. It's amazing. All right. So let's see if our next trailer is amazing as well. Up next is another book being made into a movie. Hopefully a new fr- uh, franchise if Hollywood gets it done right. It's the Hunger Games. Bloom, what do we think of this? Um, I, this I'm kind of interested in this. Uh, I know and I joke and tease people all the time, uh, my friends who have read it, that this is the new Twilight that's coming out. But this looks like it's a lot better, uh, definitely than the Twilight movies. I think I I think this looks somewhat interesting. It's probably not going to be the greatest film of all times, but uh it's got some action in that girl from uh from uh what's that girl? <laughs> that place? That girl from that place? Jennifer uh, Lawrence from the X from the X-Men uh first, first class. Yeah. First you class. are really playing the part of Downs tonight. I apologize. I wow. Can, can I we, realize can we go back. I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize she was in that movie for granted. She's out loud. the dark-haired girl. She's the star. What part? What power did she have again? Oh, you're talking about the. Oh, first she played class. Mystique in. First yeah, she class. was Mystique yeah. in First Class, and she's in this. Movie. Oh, I didn't. You didn't see no, it, I, did you? No, I saw X Men First Class. No, I just didn't realize she played Mystique for crying out loud. Anyway, um, I saw this trailer <laughs> in preparation for this podcast. I've heard uh, the books. Uh, the first couple are pretty not bad at all, uh, and and you know this this uh, movies in a. Dis- dystopian future you know uh, this weird kind of future where you know shit comes down to game shows and things like that i don't know that always makes me kind of interested so like when they shoot out friggin 24 people and only one can survive i think to myself i am kind of a little bit interested i understand that the novels were you know friggin aimed at the friggin the youngsters and stuff like that but the whole concept of the movie itself, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, it reminds me of like uh, a running man for a new yes, generation. Yeah. or a, yeah. uh, there, But to me, I think that's, I got to digress a little bit here. 
I hate that now everyone unfortunately has to compare everything to it's the new Twilight. This has nothing to do with Twilight. It's just it happens to be a popular book series. I've heard a popular a popular tween book. Sure, series. Yeah. I get that. But so the, the, I think the movie the, the book has nothing, or the movie has nothing to do with vampires or any of that shit. Yeah, there's no. Not, it's, it's not. It's, the, it's just. The, I'm sorry. It's just the fact that the book is a the, the original books are aimed at a young girl audience. Yeah, I guess. and that's just that's unfair. So if people go into this going, "Oh fuck, here comes the new Twilight," that is so unfair. It's not the same genre. It's not the same writer. It's just yeah, it's a very mass popular, a tween targeted series. But I've heard people say this is good, and I too, I look at this trailer and it looks. Pretty decent. It actually is one of those films where I'm like, yeah, it looks like one of those old school sort of sci-fi concepts where they don't go too hard with the the sci-fi, but it's got that, you know, it's got that bent to it. The thing that I like about it as well is it looks rooted in reality quite a bit, like in almost in our regular reality. And then you see the adults using air quotes in this world and they are crazy. Like Stanley Tucci is <laughs> yes. fucked up. Wes Bentley, the guy, the kid that you was in American Beauty, he is rocking one of the greatest beards that have <laughs> ever been in a movie. Like I, I trust me, Google image that it is amazing. I'm, I am interested. I'm not saying this is a movie that I would race out to the theaters to see, but I could be, I could be talked into watching it. It's pretty decent. Yeah, a reluctant person who's basically trained to fight in these gladiatorial games or hunger games, and I'm using air quotes there, and then thrown out into the woods and it's like, good luck, uh, fucking predator, yeah. freaking running man, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, that whole concept is freaking cool in my book. I'm I, I'm 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 on board to watch this movie. I mean, also uh, that Gary Ross, the director, and uh, I guess he wrote the screenplay for this. Uh, he's got a not bad little history for screenplay writing, like. Big and Sea Biscuit. I think he directed Sea Biscuit. He did Pleasant. Uh, he directed Pleasant Bill as well. He's yeah, a, like he's the real deal. Like I'm interested to see him, his take on this material. And from the trailer, it looks pretty good. So it's got it's got a good creative force behind it. The the cast looks decent. I gotta say, Twilight be damned. Uh, Hunger Games not too bad. Let's yeah. move on to our uh, our next trailer, another sequel, and this one is hopefully better than its predecessor. I'm talking G.I. Joe Retaliation, or as we like to call it, G.I. Joe 2. Christian, what do you think? Uh, I have uh, G.I. Joe, the first movie on Blu-ray, sitting uh, in a pile of other Blu-rays and DVDs in my living room. I have not watched it. Uh, I've seen this trailer where apparently the entire G.I. Joe force is murdered, except for these few remaining friggin' members. And I think to myself... Thank God that I don't have to watch that first movie because I tell you, watching this trailer, the shit that happens in this trailer, Dwayne Johnson apparently has roadblock in this trailer, the things they have to do with this trailer, and at the end of this trailer, even that little bit with fucking Bruce Willis, I'm sorry, all the stuff... I'm very, very, very excited in this movie to see this movie, almost to the point where I might want to make a trip to the theater because all the shit that happens in this movie makes me... Happy. Oh, the, how you're leading up to that? I thought you were going to say, I am not going to want to see this movie because. Oh, for, no. Oh, for me, I was kind of watching like it looks like one of those summer release blockbusters that are a little bit mindless. I, I had to laugh because as soon as I saw Dwayne Johnson in this, The Rock, 
uh, I said, I was like, he's got to be roadblock. Like, it's so obvious that he's roadblock. And I'm like, I can't believe that I remember that. And I had that fucking figure growing up. The Bruce Willis shit at the end looks stupid. Uh, no, come no, on. No, you're wrong. You're absolutely stupid. wrong. No. That was, I laughed out loud when I saw so you that laughed, again. You laughed. I mean, he is Joe. I guess he's, he's General Joe. So he is G.I. Joe. No, I don't. I, I fucking skidding out in a fucking El Camino and fucking shooting people. And I thought that was excellent. I can't fucking freaking ninjas on a mountain. Hey, dude, I love the ninjas and all that stuff. I like I, I, I think it looks like it's going to be actiony and big. But I'm telling you, when you go to see this movie, it's going to have a little bits of that uh, Independence Day mixed in where you're kind of going to go. I, know, like, I don't know. In Independence Day, the trailer is the, the trailer is exciting. I know we're just talking about trailers today and I'm getting ahead of myself. And I just want to say that that Adrian Palinky, Palicky, the girl from uh, Friday Night Lights, she's hot. I, well, okay, an Independence I will... Day, an Independence Day, they blew up the White House, and this one they take over the White House and put Cobra flags hanging from the outside. That fucking makes me excited. Yes, there is, there are visuals and stuff happening in here that looks like the GI Joe cartoon. Christian, you nailed it with that. Fucking Cobra flags coming down of the White House. There is a glimpse and scenes of Cobra Commander, and it looks perfect. I don't know if you saw it. He's got the full fucking face mask. It is amazing. The first G.I. Joe movie is god-awful. It is terrible. I I applaud them by the the balls and the audacity to go and kill Channing Tatum and all those fucking dudes at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. That is, that's a, that's a message to me. This, I would say high art. This is not, is this going to be a perfect movie? No, but if you want to figure out a way to let's call it reboot, we've said it before a franchise. This has got it. This has got it going, man. You uh, let's kill off all the bullshit that was happening in that first movie. Put the Rock and Bruce Willis in this sucker. That looks pretty good, man. I I I'm with Christian. I'm actually excited for it because this one feels like GI Joe. And I I will say this. I got it. I'm kind of happy and I got to hand it to the Rock that he's had a pretty decent movie career. You know, this is guy former wrestler you would have figured after the Scorpion King and a couple movies, he'd be doing some fucking direct-to-DVD shit. He'd be like the Howie Long of 2000s, you know. He is still making big franchise movies. He's probably the most successful he's been right now. Like, he's making a lot of big things. He was in The Fast and the Furious. He's in G.I. Joe. He's a pretty successful action star. Like, good for him. He must have signed something with, with Walt Disney, though. Like, di- like doing... A couple of those, like the Return to Witch Mountain and all those things, and I think he's got the Return 2 and a couple other things. It makes me wonder whether or not he kind of said, yeah, I'll do a five-picture deal with you. Just put me in whatever those kids' movies are. Oh, he's made a ton of bad movies, too. I mean, he made The Tooth Fairy for crying yeah, out loud. I'm surprised he's still ahead above water it seems but he's like basically just like he i don't think he stops working you know what i mean he's just like fuck i I was at the supermarket today and they're in the dvd bin and i talked about this i think on the podcast before was the movie uh faster with him and friggin uh uh, god angelina jolie's ex-wife billy bob thornton 
And I wanted to see that movie as well. And for $7, I still didn't pick it up. I did get a great deal on uh, roast chicken. Um, but, I mean, he, he's been out there giving it. He was also in that uh, Elmore Leonard sequel to uh, Be Cool. He was also in that as well, which is actually technically perfectly cast if you've read the book. But he's just out there giving her, and I give him credit for that. And I'll say again, like I've said many, many times in this podcast, as my love for friggin' Commando, The Rundown is also an excellent like fucking movie that you haven't seen that you should see. Yes, but the point is, those movies that we're quoting are behind him. Right now in his career is the best he's ever done. He's in big tentpole studio movies. There, mm-hmm. People are banking big business on him. Good for the former fucking wrestler. All For right, sure. let's move on to our last trailer. And it's a small independent film. It's the brand new look at Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> Andrew Bloom, what do you think of this little sucker? Looks good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can you say about this? This is fucking mind-blowing uh i I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me and if you do i'm going to come through the skype and punch you in the nose this is awesome this is the fact that we're seeing all these fucking superheroes in on one in one movie um, in one scene in one you know what i mean one shot they even have where they're zooming through and you can see everybody standing there Come on, man. If this isn't the Atomic Geek's wet dream on, well, digital film, uh, I don't know what is. Thank God. Thank the the gods of cinema that finally uh, Joss Whedon basically is given, a, I guess, a, a budget that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And let me tell you, in this trailer, it looks like he does whatever the fuck he wants, and it is so freaking magnificent, it, it just drives me crazy. Yeah, the, we you know we've seen teasers before. We knew the cast. Uh, I mean, it's it's brilliant. We knew who's behind the camera. I think the what on this latest trailer that really got me jazzed, which we hadn't seen yet, was the scope, was the size of it, which it, we knew it needed to be big. And this sucker finally shows that. It, like, it really shows it. There are monumental fucking battles happening here. The trailer ends on a, you know, jaw-droppingly awesome moment where, you know, Tony Stark is going, I'm bringing them to you guys, and he comes around a building, <laughs> and there's this... It, I mean, it is the oh. stuff you've waited for. Oh. But, uh, but it really epitomizes the, the character moments and how much everyone seemingly is going to get their time to shine i mean he and that's what whedon is so good about when from his uh previous resume is juggling multiple characters the only guy person they haven't really shown a lot of is hawkeye but i'm hoping they'll show they'll show some of him but it looks like you know uh black widow the hulk uh, iron man obviously but cap thor they're all getting their their moments and there's just great bits of dialogue I, i'm thinking oh. that that hawkeye's going to be a bit more of a big player in the film maybe like right now the trailers meant for wide audiences and to get people interested so you're going to put all the big name characters and people in it i like you said joss whedon fuck like the fuck i'm just i have to control my excitement for this movie because he's perfect for this i think I think this movie is going to be fantastic, but I'm going to get excited and probably nervous, just like I do before a GSP fight, 
because I just want it to be so good. I really, really, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Oh god! I mean, if this if this if this trailer is not any evidence of how awesome this fucking how, how could this movie not be bad based on this fucking trailer? I hope Joss Whedon has some really cool projects in mind because after this movie is made, he's going to be able to do anything he fucking wants for crying out loud. I mean, there are bits and pieces in this trailer that just drove me nuts. One of them in particular, where freaking the Hulk is freaking grabbing the Iron Man out of the air and basically basically scraping down a skyscraper trying to freaking stop him. Himself. Oh, this fucking awesome! Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's that stuff that it's like you're rubbing your eyes to go. Am I dreaming? Is this is this happening in a, in a fucking movie? Like seeing all of these characters walking down streets. I mean, they uh, you know heading into battle. I mean, there seems like a kick ass throwdown between Iron Man and Thor. I mean, oh, like I, holy yeah. Thank God they did that. I mean, that's the classic friggin', you, you know, unifying a new team friggin' trope, so to speak, right? Where they have to fight each other first before they become a team, and he's doing it. And why wouldn't they do it? And thank God they did. Oh, Thor, Captain, oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I have no, I will go on record here. I did not do such things, thank God, for Green Lantern. This movie will deliver. I mean, if you keep your expectations in the right stratosphere, I think, Joss Whedon, I, I've heard from, uh, you know, I've read, I've heard interviews and whatnot by other people that work at Marvel and said his script for this is fucking dynamite. The, the people that have read it, it, uh, from the footage that we're seeing now, God, it looks good. I mean, and I'm just happy that we are seeing that this is going to be epic like it deserved to be. Uh, it just, Great writing. Happy for Joss Whedon, too. Yeah, happy for Joss Whedon. Wow, May cannot yeah. come fast enough. But I'm sorry, that, that, that freaking scene where they basically, it's a circle freaking camera shot of yeah. all those in a circle waiting for shit to happen. It's like, I, if I see that in a the theater, I just may have to pee my pants. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is like clapping, cheering worthy. This is the type of movie you'd like to go on opening weekend with to be with a group of hardcore comic fans and watch like this is, I'd love to go and do that because it would probably be goosebump inducing talking about goosebump inducing. What a show we just had. Wow. That was <laughs> fantastic. Another good trailer talk. I'm sure we'll do that again soon. So let's finish off with some atomic picks. Atomic picks. Andrew Bloom. Um, I'm. I don't have a pick this week, but I have a uh, a preview. Uh, I'm just starting to read the Hunger Games. Uh, you know, we mentioned it before. I'm, I'm going to see what all the uh, hubbub is about, and I'm going to read this. I'm. I, I just started first chapter down. It takes me about seven years to read a book. No, it's pretty simple. Uh, from what I gather, it's uh, the intellectual level of of like Twilight, but it's the coolness story of like. Harry Potter, that type of thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll report back. That's. I think you're on the wrong podcast, my friend. That sound a lot like one well, of Nerd Lunch's nerds. I'm stealing shit. Yeah, I'm stealing shit from them. Yes, <laughs> Christian, uh, atomic pick, please. Uh, my atomic uh, pick this week is also something much like Andrew is. I uh, have not read yet, but uh, let me give some atomic uh, kudos to the Comicsology slash DC Comics uh, 
apps, so to speak. Uh, as of today, there is a, a three-day sale on what they would call Hidden Gems. And one of the Hidden Gems is a comic book I always wanted to read but never got around to. And it's uh, out of print, apparently, on trade paperback, as and I can't order it online. But it is now available on the uh, DC Comics Comic-o- Comicsology app, and it's called Hard Time. And they're selling it for 99 cents an issue. And uh, there's 12 issues, 99 cents. It's on, on Amazon. You can buy it for 15 bucks, maybe, if you could find it. I bought it uh, on Comixology, and I'm looking forward to reading it. But, again, this just basically tells tells me to tell you there are these sales are on all over the place. 99 cents a comic is not a bad thing. Search them out, buy these things, and tell friggin' DC Comics and Comixology that you want comics in whatever shape or form you can, digitally or otherwise, for 99 cents. And uh, there you go. All right, and two... Atomic picks for me. First of all, also a comic that I found on Comixology, and it is from IDW Publishing. It's a thing called The Legion of Superheroes Meet Star Trek. That's right. I'm not always a big fan of these sort of wacky crossovers, but this one is pretty damn good. Uh, arguably one of the best I've ever read, thanks to writer Chris Robertson. This... uh This is the Legion of Superheroes from DC Comics meeting up with the original cast. That's the Kirk and Spock era of Star Trek. Let me tell you, if you are a fan of the original series and of Star Trek lore and especially Legion of Superheroes, you will love this. It has a ton of cool references. Issue 5's cliffhanger, man... I, I, it's jaw-droppingly cool. Uh, I definitely say if you're, uh, if you're a fan of either of these properties, you owe it to yourself to, to, to read this series. Six issues from IDW. Really fun stuff. And also got a chance to finally watch the movie Cowboys and Aliens. Uh. And I didn't hate it. I have, uh. I have to tell you, <laughs> I did not hate it. Is it perfect? No. What the aliens want, pretty stupid. I have to tell you, their plan, pretty dumb. But when we go back to talking about what Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, cowboys and aliens, that's a zany fucking concept. So having these great kick-ass scenes of guys on horses and Indians on horses fighting fucking really well-designed aliens... There's something to enjoy in that, folks. And Harrison Ford is the most motivated he's ever been in a long, long time. I will say that makes it a worthwhile 90 minutes. So is it perfect? No. But I kind of thought it was fun. So if you heard bad news and didn't like Cowboys and Aliens, maybe worth a watch on demand or Blu-ray. So that's going to do it for episode 152 of the Atomic Geeks next week. Hopefully Mike Downs will be back and he will be in the hosting chair. So we're looking forward to that. As you know, we're a part of the Atomic Geeks podcasting network and we have a brother podcast, the Nerd Lunch Show. So let's hear what they have in store. Hey, Geek fans, this is Pax from the Nerd Lunch podcast. Next week, we discuss Star Trek what ifs. What if Kirk never replaced Pike? What if Yar never died? Well, what if you go to iTunes and download our next episode? Yowza, that sounds great. Also, remember, there's a third podcast in the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network called Classic Film Jerks. Find that on iTunes. 
new episode is out right now where they review the bridge on the river Kwai. So there's a lot of places you can find the atomic geeks. If you're on the intraweb, you can find us on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're at www.theatomicgeeks.com where you can visit our forums. And if you listen to our show via iTunes, please be a lamb and leave us a review. We really enjoy that. So, for the rest of the Atomic Geeks, this is Michael DiGiovanni saying, The Atomic Geeks, out. You just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, theatomicgeeks.com. Part of the Atomic Geeks Network. Title track by Don't Look Down. The order is going to be Mark Dury, CT, uh, then Christian, Downs, and then Blue. And then the ghost of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Schnell, I am drinking Nazi Weiss. It is good. Let's talk about the war stars. Thanks for joining us, Hitler. Uh <laughs>